Boom! I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a goods I would call her. I wish, I wish, I wish. Isn't that what everybody talks about? They wish things, but they don't actually take any action moving forward. Today we're going to be talking about fail faster in order to succeed. I wish. All right. All right. I wish you just get started. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Yeah! <laughs> what a classic song, dude. What a classic jam. Uh, oh baby! I wish, I wish. She was, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Like all these different wishes, man. How many times do you talk to people every single day that wish things? They wish they can make more money. They wish they can go on vacation. They wish they could lose weight. They wish, they wish, they wish, they wish. A wish, a wish, a wish. Yep. A wish, a wish, a wish, a wish. No, no, no. It's a wimble whip. Uh, close enough. A wimble whip. No, I mean, but that's that's what it is. Everybody's wishing all the time. Everybody's wishing all the time, but very few people are willing to take the action necessary to move forward trick, in that direction that you want to go in. Why? Because we're because scared. Gotta, oh, sorry. Uh, why? Because I gotta. <laughs> the mask. Because we're scared. Because we're scared. We're scared. We're chickens. We're, we're like, we're worried about what people think. We're worried about what people will say. And because of that, we don't do, we don't actually take action. So we're like Skilo and just, I wish I was yeah. a little bit taller. We're wishing we're our way to, to the, the uh, were you listening to the, uh, the, what is it? The, the entrepreneur's roller coaster, Darren Hardy. Uh-huh. No, what's that? What's that? It's a book. Darren Hardy. No, I, have, no, I haven't the guy heard that it wrote, uh, The compound effect. Uh, I haven't, I haven't read that. I read the compound effect, but I haven't read, uh, the entrepreneur roller coaster. It sounds interesting yeah. though. I mean, that's, that's kind of what he talks about. He, first of all, he does talk about failing faster. Uh, secondly, he talks about, um, about getting to an age, like when you're 18, all you can think about is, does she like me? Does he like me? What do they think of me? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But like, once you get to 40, you're like, yeah. I, I don't really care what people think about me. And you like really start going and doing your damn thing. And then like, by the time you're 65, you're like, cares what anybody thinks about me. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Me. I made it. I'm good. I'm good. Well, I, and the other thing is, I mean, my birthday's on Saturday. I'm going to be 39, be right? Old. 39. And so as you reach that age of 40, right? 30, yeah, no big deal, whatever. Pushing 40. 40 Pushing 40, I'm starting to think of that whole idea of mortality, right? Like, all of a sudden, it's like, well, I've gone halfway this way. I still got the other half the other way, mm-hmm. but it's not the same type of half, right? This is the the steady decline, I guess, when it comes to physical, when it comes to... <laughs> well, unless, unless you, you have immortal. that magic elixir, right? The immortal. I'm uh, immortal. Oh, vampire better come bite my ass anytime soon oh, yeah. so I can be immortal too. <laughs> uh, but but that's that's really what it comes down to is you start to kind of, your back's against the wall, right? And you're, you know that you're closer to the end than you've ever been before in your life. Not like that's mm-hmm. actually changed. You just come to grips with it a little more. Uh, so you start giving a shit less about what other people are thinking. You start changing the way you... You kind of interact with stuff. For example, you're thinking of getting a tattoo. For those of you who, who you know don't know us personally, we don't have any tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. Zero tattoos. 
zero tattoos. Seven years old so far. You're gonna be 39 in a few days. Zero tattoos. Zero tattoos. But you're considering getting one, right? So I'm like considering walk me it. through definitely think walk about me it. through the mindset right here. I mean, what's what's you know stopping you? What's making you go forward? Like walk me through what you're thinking here <laughs> when you're making a decision. Uh, um oh god. All right, straight up. Um, people think it's hot. People like tattoos. People think that tattoos are hot. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I've thought about it before. There was one other time that I thought about getting a tattoo prior to Blanco. right now with Blanco. Yes. <laughs> yes. With my best friend, Adam, uh, when we were on our way back, when I got out of the Navy, I was going to get a Navy tattoo, right? It was going to be the USS Enterprise with a with a jet taking off from it, like flying through the American flag or something like that. Like it was going to be this whole like epic, know, epic, you know, Navy piece uh, that ended up not happening and really didn't think about it again. Uh, but, you know, been talking to people, people like tattoos and I'm like. Okay, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe that's something worth worth doing, whatever. Um, but it's always been like this. If I'm like, I, I never wanted a tattoo because it's like there's nothing that I can think of that I could like care enough about that I would want it on my body. Until now, I got my Katie girl. Mm. Now I got my dog. I got my Katie, and I have this like ridiculously awesome and hilarious picture that i think would just make like the coolest tattoo and you know if i put that you know on my chest i think it'd be pretty funny i think i think people would like that that's what i would put <laughs> right there i can see that maybe like on the I back of put, your calf or something but <laughs> i would no, no 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 i would put that picture right here right here on my heart oh this is my katie girl that's my, this is my dog that's not the kind of fail faster that I'm talking about, but it is the decision making stuff that we're talking about, right? It is, it is, it is that that idea of you're gonna make that's a, a choice. That's a YOLO, dude. That's not a fail faster. That's a YOLO. That's definitely a YOLO, dude. That's definitely a YOLO. <laughs> Katie in a cowboy hat. Oh man, yeah, pretty I mean, great. Katie's amazing. She is an amazing dog, and uh, you know she's she's a little older. She broke ten years now. She's ten years yeah, old. Yeah, she's ten years old now. She's ten years old, like me. She's on the downturn. <laughs> But unfortunately, in dog dogs are not immortal. No, no. So we're gonna have to I level am, up. But here. you know, dogs not so much. All right, let's talk about the uh, fail faster. Let me share what my Feeling scenario faster. was today. Uh, yeah. So today I started the first section in my financial algebra class on employment. Right. So we're talking about what's an employment agency. You know, what's a W four. We're talking that kind of concept. But in my class, I'm not gonna give you the straight book on everything, right? I am going to give you a different perspective on what it's like to get a job because let's face it, you know, J-O-B job, if you're listening to this, you're thinking of the same thing. Your J-O-B is just over broke. Most of us who have that W-2 job and that's the only income source we have, we're living paycheck to paycheck. We're stuck in that rat race. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that my students have a different point of view. So I busted out the old YouTube video of uh, Bob Kiyosaki talking about uh, the cash flow quadrant and the income statement to understand how cash flows. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it was, a, it was a quick little 20 minute video and it was giving them the idea of where cash flows, whether you have a poor 
cash flow income stream, whether you have a middle class income stream or you have a what the rich have is an income stream and uh, defining what an asset and a liability are. And the reason why I bring that to class at the beginning is because having that framework, having that that uh, idea of what how money flows and how to understand that income statement when my students start to learn about ways of producing income, they're looking at it through a completely different lens. Now, all of a sudden, when they're looking at getting a job, they know that the pattern of cash flow, if they continue on that path where they are right now, is the the cash flow pattern of poor people. No matter if they have a job that makes you know one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year, it's not how much you make; it's what you do with what you make. How mu- how much do you keep, and how hard does that money work for you? And so we got into this discussion about, you know, okay, well, I'm a teenager and let's say I go out and get a job and I'm saving my money. What do I do with it? Where do I invest it? Right. And so, you know, for me, hang on, you you got teenagers talking about investing money. Yeah, already. It's awesome. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Great. Well, well, first, let, let, let me pivot back. If I got a job, what do I do with my paycheck, right? That was the, the, the essential question. What am I going to do with my paycheck? And we had just finished ro- watching Robert Kiyosaki talk about how savers are losers, right? If you mm-hmm. save money, you're losing. Uh, he talks about different ways that, you know, we went from a gold standard to a currency. He talks about how inflation is, is hurting you, how savers, long-term saving is a losing strategy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... The kids naturally ask, you know, well, what do I do with the money that I earn? What what am I supposed to do with this? Right. And so we get into this discussion of, you know, I'm not a big fan of saving. I'm a big fan of storing. Right. So we store that money and then we get ready to put it to work for you somewhere. Right. It can't just sit there forever. You got to put it to work at some point. And so, you know, when we're when we're talking about that, we 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 talked a little bit about, you know, the richest man in Babylon and how, you know, you can allocate 10% of your income, that money's got to work for you, it becomes your slave, you can never spend it on anything other than income producing assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the the thing that I that I am trying to be brutally honest with them and I I'm, I'm honest with a lot of people who come to me and ask me about entrepreneurship about business right and 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 it really comes down to it's going to cost you more money it's going to take you more time it's going to be more expensive uh, you know it's going to it's going to just be more than what you think it is not in the upside i mean in the upside as well as in the downside so when you store your money as a youth right and you get ready to go invest it understand that when you invest it you are potentially going to lose this amount of money that you put in right now, there's a possibility, a, a pretty good possibility that you're going to go and invest money in something and you will not be successful. And you need to come to grips with the fact that it's okay. What you should be thinking about is now that I put money into this thing, why is it okay that I put money into this thing and it failed and it didn't work out? You know, and, and this is the concept where fail faster is, is vitally important, right? It's not that I'm telling them go and make mistakes, right? Go and lose your money. But when you understand that every time you make an investment in something, you are going to learn a lesson. You are going to have an outcome. You are going to have a result. And that result, on you know, when, whatever it is, you learn from it. You can modify. You can change things. You can adapt. And you're going to go out and try it again because you've learned something. You want to go attempt it in another way. You want to try it, uh, in, in, you, you know, using a different ad, using different copy, using a different asset class. Like there's a lot of things that you can do to change the strategy that you're using because you tried something and you made a mistake. 
but making the mistake is the is actually the greatest lesson. It is. Most of us, like we were talking about at the beginning with Skilo, right? We wish we had this, we wish we had that, but we're not in a position where we even have anything to try and to invest and to to mm-hmm. you know put money down. And if we do, we have so much emphasis on exchanging time for money that that money is so valuable, we have a hard time parting with it, right? We have a hard time actually putting it to work at some point. So what do we do, right? Most of us end up doing a lot of weird things that we, you know, excuse away. We have a lot of experiences. Those are great. Those are fun, right? We, we buy a lot of fancy things, right? Because, you know, we deserve it. So, you know, we buy a lot of, you know, uh, Gucci's and, and Nike's and Yeezy's and whatever else that you're going to buy. I heard this thing on YouTube the other day when uh, they were talking about, you know, investing in your name and investing in yourself. And he talks about how all these big companies are names. Wells Fargo, right? Two different people. Gucci and somebody else, right? Tom Ford, right? All these different companies that you buy things from, like... Every time that you go to work and you earn money and then you go out and you buy these name brands, you're buying somebody else's name. You're making that family name rich because you're over there buying their stuff. And what do you do? You take their name, go home and you flash it like you got something. How much are you going to invest in yourself though? You're taking all your money. You're investing it in somebody else's name. Are you taking the time to invest it in yourself? Are you taking the time to learn something new, to educate yourself a little bit, learn something new and apply it every day? When you apply it, you will make mistakes. When you go out there and put your money down, you will have the potential to lose. We talked the other day, we had the worst case, best case scenario, Mm -hmm. right? The worst case scenario is you take your money, you invest it in something, you lose it, it's gone, you have to go work and rebuild it. That is the worst case scenario. But what's the best case scenario? Win! The best case scenario is you took the time to study something. You learned a particular skill. You learned a particular strategy. You buy, you know, you, you had mentors that pushed you in the right direction. You take your money, you put it to work for you, and it actually produces a revenue. Like you, you create an asset, right? And, and here's the thing. Remember, I said it's going to take longer. Chances are when you're young, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, and you're getting started on this thing, or maybe you're older and you're getting started in this space, you start investing. Maybe you were able to put some money away and your return is only 50 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month, right? And then you start to save that money and it starts to build up a little more. And you six months down the road, you buy something else. At the end of the year, maybe your investment portfolio is pushing out an extra 200 bucks a month. It doesn't Mm. sound impressive. It's not sexy, right? But you're growing a little bit at a time. Next year, If you continue to build on those same skills, if you continue to identify assets, knowing the difference between an asset and a liability and focusing your attention on assets, things that actually put money in your pocket, right? Where you don't have to work for, they put money in your pocket. You go out and continue to do that. At the end of year two, maybe you have 500 bucks a month that's coming in. It still doesn't sound sexy, but 500 bucks a month for a lot of people is life-changing. That's a car payment. That could be, you know, part of your rent, That could be paying off your student loan debt. That could be putting more money into your asset column so that you have more money to invest in your next asset. You know, after year three, maybe it's 800 bucks a month. And it just continues to build that way. You're talking about failing faster, right? You're talking about failing faster. Yeah. Yeah, So these are are all the things that, 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 you know, we'll be able to do once we have success. But how do we fail faster? 
Like what's, what are we doing? Okay. So there, there's a couple things that I'm thinking about, right? Um, for one, for us, uh, some of the things that we've done, we have flipped houses, right? And we got a couple of good ones and then we got a bad one. Mm-hmm. And which one did we learn more? The bad one. Hands bad down. one, right? Learn the most. Lost a lot of money, but we learned. Um, and then, but you know what? I'm even going to go even further back. Uh, you were talking about Robert Kiyosaki and the way that he teaches it, the way that he teaches this lesson uh, really stood out to me. I, I, I remember this uh, because it, because it stands out. So he started a job selling Xerox copiers mm-hmm. and uh, he was off to a slow start. He sucked. He was terrible. And so he goes back to his rich dad and says, what's going on? Why? I, I don't know why, you know, this isn't working, whatever. And rich dad asks him, you know, how many, how many calls are you making every day? How many, how many times are you getting in front of people? And he says, I don't know, like five. And so he kind of realizes that he's not getting in front of enough people. He's not making enough sales calls to get the practice. So he does something completely different. He goes, he goes on a, uh, what is it? Nonprofit call. Like a KBBS thing, type thing. Right. And he's just calling people, trying to get people to donate, donate money to whatever cause it is. And he's making 30, 40, 50 calls a day. Right. As opposed to the five that he was doing at Xerox. And, as he spent a bunch of time over here, you know, on, on the nonprofit thing, trying to sell people, trying to get people to give him money for, for this donation, his skills, his selling skills improved. So the way that I think about this whole failing faster thing is going back to this podcast, yes. this freaking podcast that you knew you wanted to do a podcast. You knew that you wanted to create content. You knew that you wanted to you know, have, have a presence online and you knew that you needed to fail fast. And so that's when you told me we're doing a podcast and we're doing it every day. How many people do a podcast every day? People are still blown away by it. Every time we tell them we do a podcast every day, Monday, Monday through Friday, we're at seven sixty eight or whatever this is right now. Like, This is the perfect example of failing faster because it wasn't enough for us to just do one podcast a week or one podcast a month and say, okay, we're doing it. We're like, no, we're going to do this every day and we're going to get good faster. As fast as possible. As fast as possible. That's what failing faster does. That's what failing faster means. And and that's where it, you know what? You're absolutely right. Cause that's, that's truly where everything else comes from, Right. Uh, I got better at speaking. You got better at speaking. We got better at creating, you know, digital artwork. You got better at creating digital artwork. We got better at, you know, handling our social media. We're able to get in front of somebody new every single day. And, and every single time that we talk to somebody new, we have our, our testimonial framework, the show framework that we use. And we're able to literally talk to these people and help them grow their businesses. Why? Because when we first started, we didn't know what we were doing. And when you think about failing, you know, failing fast, oftentimes you don't necessarily know where you're going, right? You don't necessarily know how to, how, what to achieve or what to get better. So how do you identify what you want to work on? It's the thing to me, it was the thing that was most uncomfortable. I was most uncomfortable 
behind the microphone, you know, having a conversation, picking up the phone. I was most uncomfortable behind the camera and mm -hmm. talking behind, you know, like doing those things. And, right. I, and it's weird because, you know, at the same time, I knew growing up, I was like, I remember in, in, in Kayan, which is a multi-level marketing company. For those of you who've ever done multi-level marketing, if you're an entrepreneur, chances are that's probably where you started. All right. That's you bought your business in a box. MLM. And I remember an MLM company, right? Uh, a pyramid scheme for those of you who call it that way too. <laughs> so I remember going to the Kayani event and, you know, there's people on stage and it's a big rah, rah event. Everybody's having a blast. Uh, and, you know, they got the energy up, the music's up, the people on stage are motivating. They're telling great stories. Uh, and, and I remember as, as people were up, you know, dancing, clapping, having a good time, I was towards the front and I remember turning around and looking at the entire audience. And I was thinking to myself, I'm not supposed to be in the seats. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be on the stage, right? I'm supposed to be giving that motivation. I'm supposed to be inspiring these people. I'm supposed to be giving instruction. That's where I'm supposed to be. But if you would have asked me then to hop on a stage and say something, it would have sounded like Dude. shit. I mean, it would have been bad, right? I would have been nervous. Dude. I'd have been hesitant. I'd have been unprepared, right? None of that would have happened. And I'm just going to say, like, when you got put on the spot to do the um, the best man speech for for Corey's wedding, man, the way you just jumped into there. And I know you didn't prepare because you were literally talking about a TikTok video that you saw that morning. Yeah. But like <laughs> you blew it away. You just you just you killed it, completely killed it. And I was like, damn, this this is what podcasting has over done. and over and over again has done. Has, has created. Yudi, congratulations on your new family, friend. She got a new baby. She's being a oh, mama. What? I see pictures of mama. Look at it. Nice, oh, Yudi. So cute. Dude, but and, and that's what we're talking about when we're saying fail forward. I mean, I'll use kids, for example. There's no kid that's born that has a manual, right? No kid is born and you know exactly what to do. You as a parent need to make some mistakes. You, it's just going to happen. You're going, they're going to fall down. They're going to scrape their knees. Now, I'm not saying go out and let them fall and scrape their knees, but I'm saying but try fall things down, with let them. them fall down, but let them but, fall down, scrape let their them knees. fall down, scrape their knees, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all they're going to learn. <laughs> I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying do it. She's nine months acting like she's grown. Oh, man. You're just getting started. My, yeah. <laughs> My 12-year-old's no acting like she's grown on a whole other level, Hootie. You can know, uh, see that one. Uh, but, you know, you know, back to failing forward. Same thing goes, you know, you're a real estate agent. How many phone calls are you making? Find a way to make some more calls. Find a way to fail as fast as you can. You know, if, if you're in the insurance space, I mean, dude, how many times have we done pipeline? What is it, like 5.0 or 6.0? Like, how many times have we had to rebuild things over and over again because we try something we invest our time we invest our money we invest in this you know in people and it doesn't work so you go back to the drawing board you adjust and you keep going you're going to make these mistakes we're about to go into another another investment deal here very soon i mean yesterday we were talking about how we got Jaden coming on board and you know he's a tiktoker and 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 has no marketing experience but we're going to develop him as an individual this is a risk we're going to take it's going to cost money it's going to cost time it's going to cost effort but we're trying at a higher level right we're going to that next stage to try something a little bit different we know how to podcast he knows how to grow an audience maybe together you know with our powers combined transformer style right like all uh, of a captain sudden America. i'm sorry uh, captain planet sorry captain planet there you go with our powers combined you know all of a sudden it's something 
Transformers, this guy. I, I was actually thinking Voltron, but uh, not Transformers. I don't know why Transformers popped out of my head. Robots, you know, whatever. Robots. It all works the same. Whatever. whatever. Close yeah. enough. He-Man. Close enough. Undercats, whatever. <laughs> it's all one in the same. Swords, powers, drawings, whatever, cartoons. It all works. Good stuff, but, good stuff. But that's the idea is, is in order for you to be successful, you need to fail a lot faster because the, the way you're going to succeed is by trying those things. I heard a, a, a parable hmm. the other day. Uh, oh, I don't know, parable story, whatever it is. You have the teacher that's anecdote. teaching a anecdote. Yeah, a teacher that's teaching pottery. Right? It's a pottery class, right? Breaks the class into two halves. He says, you guys, in order to pass the class, this one half of the class, you have to do one thing and one thing only. you got to make the perfect pot. Go ahead and make the perfect pot. You make the perfect pot, only one. Just go ahead and get it done. You will pass my class. The other half, you don't got to make a perfect pot. Just make a pot every day. And then at the end, we'll see how good these two are in comparison. And the winner will you know, get an extra credit or whatever it is. At the end of the class, at the end of the semester, the one group who only had to make one pot Made a pretty crappy pot. It wasn't very good. It was pretty, you know, twinkle is like I like to say, right? It's all crooked, messed up, maybe some cracks, whatever. But the group that had to make a pot every single day, their pot was damn near flawless, right? What's the difference? We all shoot for that perfection in everything we want to do. We don't want to take that step into entrepreneurship. We don't want to take that step into an investment. We don't want to take that step into ourselves. We're afraid what other people are thinking. We're afraid of what other people are saying. So we strive for perfection before we ever do one thing. Whereas if you just went out and started making some mistakes and take a step and fall down and trip and get back up, by the time you actually put out a product, a viable product, it's going to be much better than if you waited to try to make one perfect one. You're going to get to perfection. And the, here's the thing. When you think you have it perfect, then you realize that, ooh, I can do it a little bit better. And you keep pushing forward. Right? There's not, actually no such thing as perfection. Well, there was this one guy. <laughs> there was this one guy. <laughs> And you guys are right. It's it's scary and uh, and comfort is addictive. Comfort is super addictive. I mean, dude, it, it's the, my four twenty in the morning alarm goes off, and trust me, it's much more comfortable to stay in my bed and hit the snooze button than it is to get up and do push ups and sit ups and go run six miles. Like it's much more comfortable to stay in bed. I agree with you. It's way more comfortable. And it is scary on the other side because you don't know what's going to happen. You could make a mistake. People might laugh at you. Do I remember when we started the podcast, people would laugh at us all the time. Oh, hey, you're doing a podcast. Okay, buddy, whatever. Completely different now. Completely different now. I was looking, I, I was looking for a note. Um, I couldn't find it just now. But um, I was looking for a note. And again, this is going back to Robert Kiyosaki's teachings, right? Good old Bob. Uh, and one of the things that he talked about was when it comes to uh, failing faster and financial literacy. Hmm. So one of the ways that we stop ourselves, one of the ways that, that, that we stop ourselves from developing our, our uh, financial literacy is we take the easy road, right? So, for example, one of the things that he says is is the – the way that we exercise our minds, the way that we develop, really truly develop our financial literacy is when shit hits the fan and we need money for whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Got to get a new car, got to put the kids into daycare, got to whatever, this, that, or the other. 
most of us will turn around and just go work more hours. Yes. Right. Over time. What, what the most successful people do is they find ways to create income, to generate a new stream of income. And the only way that we can do that is by failing forward, right? By failing, by, by putting something in place, by trying something, right? Over and over and over again, just try something. If that works to get you, the, you know, the money that you need, cool. If it doesn't, adjust and keep going adjust and keep going adjust and keep going until you get there you know just like with that stupid light bulb right thomas jefferson a thousand different ways that it didn't work until i found the one that did well discover a thousand ways not to make money until you find the one that makes money same thing i'm learning in in advertising i'll create an ad i'll run it i'll spend like 20 25 bucks and i'm gonna see how it works if it's working good, if it's profitable, we keep going with it. If it's not, cancel it and change it. It's not that the development, it's not that the ad copy suck. I mean, it, the end result is that you want business. If it doesn't work, change it, right? Uh, you know, UD, UD has a question on here. How do you train yourself to wake up and go? Um, <clears throat> at the beginning, it is very difficult. It is hard. But one of the coolest things I learned uh, was to to pretend you're you're at NASA and just count down three, two, one, go, and pop up out of bed. I mean, it's it sounds dumb, it sounds ridiculous, but that works because once you once you actually stand up and you get moving, then you're like, well, I'm already up. I might as well put my shoes on. I also have my gym clothes, like my clothes that I'm going to wear for working out, right next to my bed. So like I pop up and I'm already suiting up. Like that's the first thing I'm going to do. And then uh, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, wash my face and get started. So, and, uh, and drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of water right before I wake up. I remember as, as I wake up, I drink a lot of water. For me, water is like, it's like the, I don't know, magical. You can really feel your body accepting the water when you wake up in the morning. You just spend like eight hours, you know, sleeping. So you're, you need to hydrate. So water, so you, have your clothes you, right next to you. Three, two, one, pop up. Your approach is always the just do it. And mine is, you know, I got to be right here. I got to make this fall in line. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. So for me, take a page out of uh, my friend Gina's book. It's all about the why power, not the willpower. So uh, Yudi, you just had a baby, right? You want to be there for that baby to grow up and get married and have grandkids, right? You want to see all that. So in order to do all of that, you have to get up. You have to, you know, take care of your body. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to do these things because you want to be there to see that child grow up. Mm. If your why is strong enough, you'll have the will. Ed Milet, uh, I heard, I heard it. I remember his speech, and he was talking about how he went to the doctor, and uh, you know, this doctor was pretty blunt with him. He takes his uh, cardio scans, uh, you know, he comes back and he just looks at him. He's like, hmm. He's like, let me ask you something. He's like, you got any kids? He's like, yeah, I got a, a you know, two year old boy, and I got a, a girl on the way. He's like, well, do you want to walk your daughter down the aisle, or do you want somebody else to do that for you? And he was like, what do you mean? Like, all of a sudden, he's like, what's in that scan? Like, what the hell, man? Like, what's going on here? He's like, look, if you don't start 
like you were saying, working out, drinking water, blah, blah, blah. There will be somebody else walking your kid down the aisle and it won't be you. And that's the only motivation he needed after that. Like that was the reason why he was getting up every day. That was his why. That was his inspiration. Uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, you know, I plan on being here quite some time, but I want to be healthy, right? I want to be healthy. Like that's, that's the thing is, is I've, I've met so many people who are elderly, who are, you know, they're, they're just not in good health. They're struggling to get by. I don't want that kind of older life. Right. And when I go, I want to go like, you know, as strong as possible, as strong minded as possible. And I know that requires my body to be fine. Fine. I'm not immortal. I'm going to be 102 and going on a motorcycle off a, off a cliff. (laughs) <laughs> sayonara world <laughs> i'm going out my own way <laughs> so all right let's wrap this up 32 minutes Yudi, thanks for joining us on the show ladies and gentlemen i hope it was inspirational for you guys fail faster find a way to make more mistakes find a way to get out there and start doing what it is that you want to do if your public speaking is the problem start your own podcast i promise you the first you know for us the first hundred episodes no one really listened so that was cool because that was us practicing and getting better go out and do what it is that makes you absolutely uncomfortable because on the other side of that uncomfort is the success that you're looking for don't let your mind stop you fuck it up fuck it up that's right don't let your mind stop you keep going get out there make it happen so we'll see you guys again manana peace out y'all thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.